Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast, episode number 46 for Monday, January 4th, 2016. folks and welcome to gig gab the working musicians podcast here in durham new hampshire i'm dave hamilton in las gatas california this is paul kent happy new year paul happy new year dave how goes things things are good i'm ready to tackle 2016 we got a, a lot of gigs already booked for the year and this is the time of year i spend a lot of time trying to fill up our calendar so i'm hard at work already i want to talk to you about that uh, because I think you especially have a lot of advice that uh, a I could benefit from, but in the spirit of family that everyone listening could benefit from. But tonight is not the night for that. <laughs> it is not the night. We have some special guests tonight. And I'll tell you, the story is this about three years ago, my band was playing a summer concert in a town close to here out in the Santa Cruz mountains. And uh, we got asked if a local group, could do an opening set for us. And these guys came on and uh, the funny thing is they, they kind of s- were really gracious enough to like set up their stuff around us and kind of do a, a bare bones version of their band to accommodate us. Cause we're, you know, we're a pretty big band and uh, they came on and they just blew me away with the polish that they had in their own songs, their harmonies, you know, there was like, you know, like when you see something and you're like, oh, this is this is a step above most things. That's what the vibe was here. And I became friends with the guys and I keep in touch with them. And so tonight we're really happy. I'm, I'm very happy they they uh, took the invitation. And so we have Kellen and Jamie Coffus from the Coffus Brothers Band. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Howdy. So, uh, yeah. So these are two brothers. And then they have a band that's called, so it's the Coffus Brothers and the Mountain Men. So the Mountain Men are their band, and they're from the Santa Cruz Mountains. Uh, they have, uh, is it two uh, original CDs that you have out now? Yeah, we have, um, we have two full lengths and an EP, so I guess three. Got it. And the story is actually interesting. So, you know, they have, they come from, they come from the Santa Cruz Mountains. I guess you guys are all high school buddies when you started playing together. Is that right? Yeah, when we started playing together, we were all high school buddies. Um, we've we've changed since then. We've changed one member, but um, yeah, it was five of us from the same high school. Right, and so you know, you're you're kind of the band in terms of originally. You've got this great following in the Santa Cruz area, and then you go out in the summertime and you play a lot of big you know festivals where you can take your original music. Mostly, like I think as far east from California as Idaho, but you've been up to Alaska, I think. Like it's pretty much the west. You did one tour that was Boston and New York City, right? Right. That was like, that was a quick little 10, five, five to 10 day or, but we haven't been out. That was, uh, that was three years ago or something. Got it. So we've mostly stayed, uh, West Western, but yeah. And the point is, is that, you, you know, here you are, your career is moving ahead. You've, you've put out some original music, you know, a, a fair amount of original music. You're doing some tours, you're growing a fan base. I watch you guys all the time. You're like, and you guys are, you know, close to me here in Northern California. You're running down to LA for opportunities to do some gigs and stuff like that. So you're kind of living that life of an original band that is like teetering, taking good steps forward all the time. Um, but probably has the frustrations that it's probably not going fast enough for you guys. But, you know, I watch you and a, 
you know, first thing, you know, I, I compliment you guys on this all the time. The music is consistently fantastic. I mean, the songwriting is fantastically strong. The playing is consistently wonderful. The oh, singing is consistent. I mean, I, I'm just a huge fan. You guys know that. I've been telling you yeah. that since I met you. And, and, uh, and uh, I just enjoy watching you guys take these steps up. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about this for a little bit. So you guys started singing together as brothers when you were how old? When you realized, you know, there's something unique about singing with a family member. Uh, I mean, we started singing together when we were really young with um, with our mom. I, I guess when we realized that maybe we had a sound or something, I don't know. But when we started really um, writing our own songs, that came a lot later. That's probably six years ago, seven years ago that we started writing songs and then playing with each other, just um, just the two of us. But, you know, we, we were singing together when we were little, little kids. And then we, we didn't really play... Um, kind of just played music independently for the next 10 years or so. What does that mean? Independently? Did you do covers like a acoustic duo or something? Uh, no, we didn't even do that. Um, you know, Jamie was playing piano. He was taking lessons. I was taking lessons and it, you know, there was a talent show here and there, but we never really performed together, uh, from until, you know, probably from the ages of like eight till 20, basically. And then, you know, when you realize that you wanted to get a little more serious about it, then you started, you know, jamming with some guys that are local in your community. Yeah. And, th- and those are good friends of ours. I- I've been playing with Kyle and Henry, um, through, through, uh, high school. And then, um, I guess right after that, I guess right after high school, we, we would, we would start playing with Jamie. He would start playing or, or, you know, it kind of just started with little parties here and there and we'd pull out the guitars and Jamie would play piano. Um, yeah. so when, when it came to the time where it was kind of like, you know, Jamie and I started starting getting gigs by ourselves and then, I think we, we knew that we would rather play with a band. And so when it, we got a gig where we wanted it to be a band, we just asked them and it was pretty, it's pretty easy thing to make up. That's cool. Yeah, if I recall the first gig with the band was kind of like we played, uh, I don't know, an hour and then we had them up for like the last 20 minutes or something like that. So it kind of, it, it kind of, uh, evolved. And I actually have a question about this. Cause this is like, um, I, you know, I don't want to get too weird about it, but, you you didn't go through a lot of guys to form your band, right? I mean, it, was really. there a pool of like 50 guys to choose from and, and Kyle was the guy to grab for guitar? No, and, really. and Kyle and Kellen are, grew up together, played on a soccer team together. Uh, he was just kind of the, you know, the, the, the group, or he was a member of the friend group who was most likely to be a lead guitarist. So we were like, hey, you want to <laughs> play? And then Henry's older brother is also the same age as Kellen and Kyle. And he was just kind of the, the drummer kid in town, you know, it's like, so just kind of, uh, pretty much, uh, like, well, he drums and Kyle plays guitar. So it kind of just was natural. But this like is that. what I'm saying. And, and, you know, Dave, you know where I'm going with this. It, yeah. it, it's almost Beatles esque. Uh, yeah. Like, well, this is how, bands, not like you went to, this how bands are supposed to be. It, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think we've yeah. all been in that band, uh, where it's just a bunch of friends that are playing music together. And, and I mean, it happens in, in, a, in an organic way. It's always a little different, but yeah. you know, it, it works that way. And then, uh, it, what's great to see is that you guys are pushing forward, but you said that since then you did replace one member. Is that right? That's right. Well, so uh, yeah, we should mention Mason Hutchinson was our original bass player and then it was about two year and a half ago that we had to re- he moved on and we had to find somebody to, to replace. He, Mason was my grade, so he was another just around town guy. 
Okay. And uh, just, you know, one of the guys that at the party would be the one jam, you know, we'd be the five people playing music in the living room, annoying everyone. Sure. But uh, yeah. And then the, this new kid is Aiden Collins. And uh, he, he really is, I call him a kid cause he's like 22. <laughs> and uh, we, we found him just, he was in a band playing with us. And that was, that was basically pretty organic as well. I mean, we, we tried to, we had this little attempt at an audition of, several different guys but like two or three guys just didn't show up or just stopped returning our calls and he was kind of the guy that that uh showed up but and he was he would have beaten out anybody anyways but uh, sure but cool. yeah he, he but, came yeah so that was kind so of, he's the one the one oddball he's he's actually lives um a couple hours north of us um and that you know right away kind of seemed like it could be a challenge but it hasn't it hasn't been a challenge all the time it's it's been great he comes down um every weekend pretty much and, and likes being here in Santa Cruz. So we're, we're pretty, we got pretty lucky and it didn't take, took us about, you know, a month and a half to, to find a, to find a replacement. Yeah, so that's what, kind of my point of this is that there's this, this uh, very interesting serendipity that it's not like you, you picked the, the four hottest cats in Santa Cruz and said, yeah. you know, we're an original band and we need a backing band. These are guys you grew up with and they're great, great players. And even Aiden, yeah. as, as he's been added, just, you know, he seems to fit so freaking well. And so there's, a, I think there's a little bit of magic, you know, lightning in a bottle, you might say in terms of the, you know, what you guys bring to each other and, and helping each other mature as musicians, because, you know, it, it, given that you haven't, you didn't, didn't have like a pool of pros to, to um, you're a totally yeah. pro band, but it wasn't like you went through 50, <laughs> right? So I think that's actually yeah, a part of I've, your story. I've, you know, I've had some people kind of, you know, relay that to me before, like, oh man, I wish I, we, I had a, so hard for me to get people to play with. I always got to pay them, you know, a bunch and, or whatever, you know, you got to find these guys to hire and they're not always around or something. So we've kind of been pretty lucky that way. And uh, we're definitely aware of that. Like it's, it's been to just have these guys and we're, and we're friends too. We hang out and when we're not playing music, we're, we pretty much travel in a pack of four or five at all times. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been, uh, we've been very fortunate. So yeah, that's because I've been through that. I was I in wanna, a, an original band in college and we did, you know, fairly well. We did some minor touring and we actually released a couple of albums and you know, things went well. And then we replaced one member and then another member. And it, 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 it was never, it, I mean, it, I'm sure it's not the same for you guys either, but it just never got back to that level where it was, you know, the machine was rolling and it sounds like for you guys, the machine's rolling. It, 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 yeah. It has kept rolling. We haven't missed a beat with uh, Aiden at all. He's kind of just fit in. Re- yeah. It's been, I, I think about it often how lucky we are, we were to meet him and, and uh, just how lucky we are to just be really good friends that's really a, cool. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. And not only, you know, one other thing about Aiden, not only is he a totally competent player, but he he really complements your vibe in a way different than Mason did. I mean, Mason's a very, very talented musician, but yes. um, but you know, Aiden just kind of has his own vibe back there. He's a he's awesome to watch, very melodic and very smart player and great feel. So it, like I said, the fact that you didn't have to go through 30 guys to find him is amazing. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty lucky, um, and it was a cool thing. It, it was our first time kind of auditioning someone, and and he came down and he knew all the songs already. That was that better was than cool we thing. did, really. <laughs> our own songs, it, you know. That was that's kind of a good tip for anyone auditioning is just learn every, their stuff is really really good. That'll no one will not be impressed by that, you know. Right. So do your homework. Yeah, yeah. It's true, and, you know. And I, I mean, I hear that 
across the board pro, you know, pro musicians too. It's like show up knowing all the material, not the three songs for the audition, learn yeah. it all. What, yeah. you know, is it going to hurt you to bother to learn all these songs? No, you're going to get something out of each one of them. So just learn them. And, and, and the other thing we always talk about uh, at that audition was he's a big, uh, Paul McCartney fan, which was, you know, which that's, was, that's terrible. Everyone is like, Oh, well let's play a Beatles song that we often play. And we played, a what was it? A uh, star standing there. And yeah. man, he just like tore the roof off. It was that's insane. Cool. So, all right. So was, a couple of questions for you guys about, about songwriting here. So, sure. you know, your sound is really interesting to me. I mean, it's, it's a style of music that I particularly really love. It's, it's, you know, the guitars are nice and, you know, chimey and drivey and, you know, the, the beautiful piano playing your, your bio talks about, you know, Tom Petty and Neil Young and Beatles stuff, which I totally get. You know, I hear, I, I think I've told you this, Kellen, before. I hear a lot of Whiskey Town and what you guys do. Certainly a lot of a yeah. Jamie, Jack, Jackie Green, which I know is like a big deal for you guys. That's been a, a great influence, right? Yeah, ja- Jackie, um, we, we found him maybe five years ago. So, so kind of early on in the stage of when we were already writing and, and playing. So since, you know, in the last five years, yeah, he's been a big one. Ryan Adams is one that you mentioned that. Um, yeah that that I, I kind of didn't or none of us really knew until um i think this last album that he put out whenever that was a year ago um yeah. but yeah same after i hear I hear him i, I could see that that, that as it's well it's just that it's just that great um american you know i, I don't want to say heartland rock because that's a little bit of an over weird term but roots is roots is a pretty accurate thing roots rock and roll yeah you know yeah. there's a folk element blues it's, it's really an interesting sound tell us a little bit about about your songwriting process is one of you the primary songwriter no we um jamie and i both write um and we we pretty much write on our own and then um and, and at that point the song is um you know, we, we, we pretty much finish a song and then we bring it to the band or bring it to each other. And then from there, you know, everyone, everyone has a hand in arranging it. Um, but generally the songs are pretty done, um, just on our own in our, you know, in our room. How, um, how does that, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep, keep no, going. Uh, no, go, go ahead. Say, how, how does that process go for you? I mean, it, 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 it I'm, I've written exactly one song in my life. Well, two, but one of them doesn't even count. So, uh, <laughs> it, 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 but even that, you know, but so mostly I'm a side man, but even with the one song that I, that I kind of wrote, I had this real ideal for it and, and then came in and of course the band wanted to change it. And on the flip side of that, I've been instrumental in changing uh, songs that various songwriters have brought in. Cause it's, you know, it, it becomes a collaborative process. If sure. you've got it, it, you know, so you say the songs come incomplete, but, but the band arranges them. How, how far do you let them go before you, you tighten the reins on that? Well, it varies. Uh, sorry, I'll speak for calendar. I mean, it varies uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't know if they're all. I think I think they're all different. Like it, some are. You don't need to do much, but some some uh, do need to do much. And I think after the the longer we've been doing this, uh, the more songs we've written, the less kind of attached you become to every idea that you have, and just kind of more open to changing things. And of course, there are times when you then where we kind of struggle about certain thing like oh i don't know if we should do that but um that's just kind of the part of the process and that's also that's a huge help and that we're all pretty friendly with each other we don't take anything personal right so we're we're all pretty flexible about or at least we try to be flexible yeah. about 
tra- changing stuff and uh, being open to uh, other ideas. I don't know. I, what yeah, I should yeah, jump in here real quick and ahead. just let everybody know. Uh, Jamie is the keyboardist and vocalist and Kellen is the guitar player and vocalist. So they, they write and I'm guessing, you know, Kellen, you don't write on, on piano, do you? You write on guitar, right? Yeah, I, I write on guitar. And Jamie, you write on, on piano, right? That is correct. How about this? Um, you know, one of the signature things about the Coffers Brothers is the harmonies. That's the thing that caught me paying attention to you guys is like this. You had said at the top, you know, you have kind of a unique sound, which is absolutely true. But when you're writing, do you have this harmony and how you're going to harmonize in mind? Um, not, not so much. I, I, I think that, you know, uh, the harmonies is something that a lot of people point out. I I like to think that we don't really try to force them too much and that they're usually just kind of there, um, you know, in, in the melody, if the melody lends itself to a good, um, second harm or, you know, two part harmony, then, then it's going to be there and we're going to hear it and, and we're going to do it. But I don't know. I think, uh, you know, every once in a while we, I, I will suggest that we change a sure. melody here and there. It's just so that it's a little more conducive to the harmony, but when we're writing, I, not so much. It's kind of just like try to come up with the best melody you can and best hook chorus. And then if it's good, it'll, it will, it will lend it. If it's good and it's simple, it will lend itself to, uh, having other people sing. That's cool. And, That's uh, cool. Yeah. Now Kyle is, um, is your lead guitar player. And, and when I met you guys, Kyle was in the band and then he left to go uh, do his formal education at Berkeley college of music. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, that, that was kind of a funny part of our the first couple of years as a, as a band, he was just um, starting. Well, let's see. He was finishing his school in, in Boston. So he would be gone between fall, you know, um, August and December and then come back um, for winter break and then be gone again from January to May. And is Kyle the only formally trained music? Like, is he the only like strictly like he knows theory and he knows arranging and that type of stuff? Is he the only guy in the band sure that knows Kyle the stuff? Knows all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's that. But uh, Henry um, has done a lot of schooling at Cabrillo. He did. Uh, he went through the music department there. Cabrillo is the community college in Santa Cruz. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I did a small amount of it, but yeah, Kyle definitely has. He's the only one with a with a BA, and uh, I think we we make fun of him a lot because his major, I think, is professional music. Um, <laughs> but I think he, he he's the only one. But none of us really. Um, I, I guess Kyle might be able to read, but um, I don't think any of us. That's that's not how any of us learn. Or, or got it. Yeah. Well, my yeah. question was getting to like, do you ever need to call on like the formal music chops in order to solve any kind of musical problems. I mean, is it like in my band, there are times when, you know, is it a minor third or a major third, that type of thing. And, you know, I have several guys in the house rockers who, you know, they're, they're full-time professional musicians, very well-trained musicians. And having that has been very helpful in my band. Do you ever need Kyle or Henry or you, Jamie, where you have to kind of reach for that, that kind of schooling type of knowledge in order to solve stuff? You definitely want to talk to me about that. I'm the last person in the band that would be, <laughs> but I don't know. I think occasionally we, we have to uh, consult the the theory a little bit, but I think uh, for, uh, from my perspective, if it's ever getting to be that, I, I usually just don't do it. If it's that hard, I took that, I took <laughs> this quote from, um, from, uh, I think it was one of the heartbreakers is, is it, I think it was Scott Thurston. He said, if, if we're trying to do something and it's too hard, we just don't do it. So I, I kind of try to live that way. What about does when you guys that, are in the studio, though? Does that ever come up with um, harmonies, though? I, I mean, it, or, or are you only doing two parts? Never, 
No, we, we do third, we do three parts and, and, um, yeah, that can get a little some, some bigger things, but we're not good at, um, explaining it like that. We just kind of, someone will sing it or, or find, you know, that's, yeah, we're all pretty much ear yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, if it, and if the harmony is too hard and we can't find it, we just, it usually isn't very appealing anyways. Some, I mean, in yeah, my experience. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess I think the, uh, Kyle and Henry or mostly Kyle will, will get to pull out a little bit of music theory just to maybe prove his point or something. But, um, that, that's about it on, on that front. Um, I don't know. We, we, we try to just figure out whatever we think is the best and whether that's right or wrong. Um, we just go with that. Our music is, is usually pretty simple and doesn't really need a whole, I don't know. It doesn't get too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's good. So you mentioned Scott Thurston and, uh, you, you know, you guys and, and I were big Tom Petty fans. And I know that, uh, in your career, some of these, you know, incremental steps you're taking forward, you've gotten to open for some pretty cool bands. Tell us about some of the people that you've shared the stage with. Uh, sure. Um, well, you already, you're, Green, yeah, I already mentioned Jackie Green. Uh, we've played with him a number of times now. Which yeah. has been cool. Um, we played with uh, we Lucas, Lucas Nelson. Yeah, Lucas was Nelson. a recent one. It's, it's Willie's son. We're um, we're big fans of his. He's re- he's really cool. Um, the big one is uh, Mike Campbell, who is a uh, as many will know is a heartbreaker, and he has his own band called the Dirty Knobs, and we've gotten to open for them uh, three times now, and that has been a total thrill. That's so cool. I'm so jealous of that. He, yeah, he that was, is my favorite yeah. guitar player in the world. I mean, there's, there are many guys who are technically the usual guys that people call out for guitar heroes, but that guy never wastes a note. His tone is oh, always yeah. spot on. I, he he's he astonishes me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, he, and he, he was, he's, he's even cooler than you can imagine. He like walks in a room and he's the coolest. He's uh, Aiden said it best. Like, man, he is like Keith Richards. Cool. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That, that, that Do you was have any questions about your touring? Yeah. Well, I was curious. I mean, you, you said you've done some like local and then even, a, you know, a short, but, but long distance tour. Uh, how it, did, did you, how did that change the music for you? You know, plan every night or, you know, every other night or that, that sort of thing. How did, how did touring shape the band? I mean, we, We've been for, you know, for four or five years now, we, we try to play as, as much as possible. So whether they're, they're two week long tours or, or it's just, um, you know, four gigs in, in eight days or something that we're coming home to each, each night or something. Um, we just try to play as much as we can. So, and we'll play any, anywhere and everywhere. And, and that's just made us, you know, you know, obviously gotten us a lot tighter. I think um, one thing it has yeah. done is, uh, we've, We've always kind of been of the mind to have a pretty big repertoire just so we can uh, kind of switch up the set list from night to night and be and be fresh all the time. That's kind of, I guess, a product of being on the road, perhaps. Yeah. What is what is that repertoire? So you have, I don't know. You have the two you have the two uh, CDs and you say you have a third EP. And so yeah. when you say you, have, you want to be able to pull a lot of stuff out, is it covers or do you have a lot of unreleased original stuff you, you pull out? Uh, both actually, both. Uh, um, right now we're, we're kind of in the process of, uh, uh, curating, uh, the, like 15 to 20 new songs or something, or like coming up with an album here. We got about, I don't know, 10 to 15 songs that we're slowly adding to the set list. And then, and then we always are kind of playing around with a cover or two. And, we, you know, we have, 
and I don't know if uh, and we did a uh, Everly Brothers show not too long ago. So we always have a we did we learned about twenty Everly Brothers songs. So we have a any of those at our disposal. Well, not that's any. really cool. And you also did um, you also did like a Dylan tribute night. So Dave, like in our last episode when we were talking about how we would do you know like tribute nights, Nickelback so night. Are, Nick, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, so these guys not only did their own tribute night where they did all night, they did, uh, they did a whole show of Everly Brothers stuff, but it was, they did a Dylan night. Now remind me, was that like a fundraiser or just some guy had an idea that he wanted to do this? Yeah, this local, um, this local guy put on a, he put on a number of them where, um, he would invite, you know, 10 or so artists and, and everyone would play two or three songs. So he did. He did a few Bob Dylan ones and then um, uh, two or three Neil Young ones. So we, we did those and we would learn probably three songs of, you know, Dylan or, or Young. Um, those are pretty fun for us to do, too. So, the, yeah, the, a couple of those have stuck into the set list. And, uh, of course, we got the odd, the odd Tom Petty songs here and there and just, right. you know, other random stuff that we, we hear and we like. We, we try so, to do like two, two or three covers a night, at least. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, definitely. So talk a little bit about where you are right now. Like I said, I, you know, from my you know distant perspective, it seems like things move forward. You're getting some really cool gigs. You're putting together these kind of tours, especially in the summer. You're getting to play for a fair number of people. You know, the music is in beautifully high quality and everything seems to be moving in the direction. Do you have a lot of like career reflections now like you know if the next if the next record doesn't do it we're gonna have to get real jobs or you know that type of thing um, where are you we're 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 better off now than we were a year ago and we were better off last year than we were a year before that so that that's always a good way to think about it um but we are we kind of just did um i don't know i guess you could say we've kind of finished a cycle with this last album that we released in 2014 and so we're we're getting ready to um go back to the studio and record another album and, um, we, you know, we want that to be heard by more people than, you know, than who heard the last one. So, um, we're, we're kind of just still in the same mindset of let's, let's keep playing more. We're getting better gigs than we, than we did a year ago even. So that's always encouraging. Um, we're still not where we, we, we would like to be. We'd like to be, you know, busier always. Um, so we're, we're, we're just kind of pushing forward still, um, working on this new album, but also just trying to get better gigs and than we can and we've had and, and sell more tickets when we go places. Um, so that, that's still kind of the thing We're you know, eventually the, the, the goal is to get, to get some help, get some other hands, um, on deck. Um, so that's always been, that's something we've been working on the last year or so. Yeah. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that. So I'm, I'm assuming by other hand, you're talking about like some kind of formal management or promotion or something, something that's going to, professional music yeah. industry help that is going to help take it to another level. Have you gotten, have you gotten inquiries about those types of things or, you know, have the wrong guys contacted you that <laughs> your, your gut uh, is just telling you don't go there. We, we've had some inquiries about things, 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 about things. With, with booking agencies. Uh, we even kind of work, work with someone that, that didn't seem to, to totally work out. We've also just um, sought out help for, for, <laughs> promotion and for, um, you know, publicity and stuff like that. So, um, we, we have worked with other people where it's I, been both ways, more, more of us reaching out and, th- and people not wanting to work, but it's, I don't know. We've had a couple of people that we were working with. It's just, it's, 
it's just tough. You know, a, we're not making money for anybody. So we're, we're, we're still kind of back to the drawing board, kind of just building our resume up for somebody, I guess, essentially. So in terms you know, of, you know, in terms of ahead, building Dave. things, it, it's, I mean, you guys are an original band that it sounds like you have a, a decent following. How, how did you, how did you cultivate that? And how do you continue to cultivate that? Um, we, you know, doing, doing things like gig gab and going on the radio and yeah. stations and whatever, and just playing, playing a ton. We try to just see out any opportunity like that. Um, but just, just playing a lot. We were fortunate that we, we live in a community that's pretty tight knit. And so in Santa Cruz word word kind of spreads fairly fast. And, um, and so we've developed something nice in Santa Cruz, but we, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to work on expanding that. So, um, but any opportunity of you know, playing the Kate Wolf music festival last year is, you know, was big or playing the Petaluma music festival, all those things, just, just playing a bunch and opening for these bands, um, that, that helps. But, um, you know, our following is pretty much, you know, Bay area if, if, if that, and then we'd like to, the, the tough part is expanding, I guess. Yeah. Now you guys actually have a interesting thing. You have a, a two night stand in your town coming up. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, January 8th and 9th in Santa Cruz at Don Quixote's. And that's the second year in a row we've done this two nights in a row. Um, it's the only place we've done it. Um, and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. It was really successful last year. We were kind of weary of it, of doing it because we'd never done anything like that. Um, but it, but it worked. And so we, we think it's going to work again. Don Quixote's is a cool room. It's what, maybe two fifty three hundred. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. Actually, maybe like three fifty four hundred. They have a they pack them in when they need to. Yeah, it's not a strict yeah. capacity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was there when you guys had your record release party, and um, that's right. You know, it had one of those vibes, man. It was like the, you it, are our hometown to... band, and and uh, you know, I know you probably got a circle of like people who have known you for a good part of your life who were there, but that's that right. could have been the whole room, man. There had to be some serious earned fans that were coming into that room to check you guys out yeah well it's interesting you say that because uh so last year we we scheduled this show and then we realized that one of our very good friends was getting married uh in a, at a destination wedding and about and he was going to take like 10 to 12 of our closest local friends with him to that wedding so we were kind of a little worried about that and then we just kind of decided you know what let's like we weren't going to, obviously we weren't going to change the date, but like it was kind of, we kind of took it as a, a sign of like, well, let's, let's just do it without our 10 closest friends and see what happens. And, uh, it's, you know, we were able to, to work it out still. So that was a, a nice, that was a marker for us. I think. What is the promotion cycle? Well, you know, you're getting ready for these two dates. You got, you know, three, six to 700 tickets to sell. What have you been doing? Because I think this is an important lesson for any you know cover or original band. What do you guys do? How long in advance do you start? What things seem to work best? You know, how, how do you guys go about trying to ensure that uh, the ticket sales are going to go your way? Uh oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought either we lost or stumped you guys. So I'm guessing it was the latter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, we, we try not to, you know, do it too far in advance. I'd say for one, if you're, if you're just pushing something for five months and I think people get a little sick of it, but, um, we, we try to block out our local calendar for one. Um, we don't want to play anything that we're going to be promoting to people two months in advance. Um, or, or, you know, within two months, either side of, of those shows. 
um, we, we contact the local radio stations and, and, um, we went on KPIG, which is our local station here in Santa Cruz. Um, we get, you know, nice posters made and, and just try to start hyping it up. Um, on, you know, social media is our best thing to, to use still. And it's, it's pretty much free. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. And, and that, that's kind of our, our, our best thing. We also have two strong opening bands. That's going to help, um, the shows, I think a lot. Did you pick so them? We did. Yeah. And it's one of them. So T sisters from, they're from Oakland. And then the other one's the McCoy Tyler band and they're from Santa Cruz. Um, but two really good bands and we think that'll help quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of the cycle, it's, it's the radio stations, it's getting posters up around town. It's um, contacting some newspapers here and there. Um, and then just social media and kind of hitting, hitting it from all angles in different ways, you know, doing it, yeah. um, not just posting your event 45 times on Facebook, but kind of having a little bit of strategy. We like to think that we're um, fairly creative in, in promoting it and promoting our shows, um, at least with social media. But um yeah, just trying to get, uh, get your reach out there. Um, and just make sure, make sure that everyone's aware of it, that it's happening. Sometimes people will tell us they don't know that we had a show or, or what, what, whatever, but, um, just kind of making sure that everyone's got to know. So I'm going to ask a question about, um, how are you going to approach times? So, so do you guys as a band, so it's, it's the two brothers and then the, and the three guys that are, that form your band, do you have like reality check conversations to make sure everybody's on the same page in terms of commitment, how long we're ready to see this out? I mean, I'm going to imagine you guys are all going to be musicians for life, whether it's the Coffus Brothers Project or something else. But, you know, a band that's in your position, that's, you know, fighting for fans, you know, fighting to keep good creative efforts, you know, flowing between you at all. What's it like to run your band? Um, it's pretty fun for one. Um, but I, I guess, I don't know if we, ever, if we ever sit down and, and have those, those, you know, everyone's pretty, we're the optimistic bunch, I think is we're pretty, uh, I don't, we do talk, we, we have a lot of business talks, I guess. Um, that kind of happens like in the van after a show or on the way to a show or, um, or maybe when we're just sitting around, uh, after rehearsal, we'll have a little, We'll, we'll start talking shop a little bit, um, but it's never, it's never like, oh man, we better get this or uh, Henry's going to have to quit and go, you know, go move somewhere or something. It, it's, it's not, we're not close to those doomsday things yet. So, and also at the end of the day, I think Kellen and I know that uh, we're pretty much, we're in it for the long haul, at least the two of us. Um, well, no, I think, I think every, we all know that. Yeah, I, I think, think we all do. Everybody is, we're, we're going to keep playing. Um, I, th- I think if you set some kind of deadlines that, that, that might, I don't know if that'd be a smart thing to do. Um, to say, if we don't get this number of whatever CDs sold by this date or what, whatever it is, um, then we're going to break up or something. We, we don't want to sure. do that. We want to keep playing. No, no, no. Um, so we, we, and I, and I think we all kind of trust each other that, that this is what we want to do. Um, and we, I think all five of us believe in, in the music that we're making, um, first and foremost. So that's, and, and I think they all trust what, um, what we're doing in terms of, you know, booking and, and manage, kind of managing the band. Um, so that's important too, but everyone wants, wants to help out and, and is involved in that way and in, in booking or, or promoting or whatever. Um, but I think we all, we all like the music that we're making and we like, um, we, we, we think it's strong. You know, we've, we've played 
hundreds of shows now and we've played with quite a few bands and we think we, we can, we can do this for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't care what it is, but I want you to think for a second about the biggest disagreement you had in the band. There has to have been one that was like, Oh yeah, that one. And how did you get through it? Oh, dirty Um, laundry time. Yeah. (laughs) We just got asked this the other day, sort of, um, or if we ever disagree, the biggest disagreement we've had in the band. Uh, I wonder if that would be about a song specifically or, Gosh, that's tough. Like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not asking you to tell me what the disagreement was. I'm more. Oh. I'm more interested in. Like, I'm not asking to air any dirty laundry. I'm gotcha. mostly saying, like, you guys are looking at each other, like, "Wow, we've never been here before." Where it's been this tense. How did How did you navigate through it? It's probably, you know, it's, it would sound weird, but it's probably um, lightening the mood somehow by making fun of somebody or, or doing something <laughs> yeah. like that. We we don't we don't. I think when we when we're mad at someone, we we let them know, and we but we do it kind of jokingly. Um, we're not really afraid. We're, we're a pretty comfortable group in, in um, calling each other out in that sense. Yeah, that has been a help. We're, when we like, if somebody's uh, often, actually, here's a good one. Kyle is notorious for leaving banana peels on the ground in the <laughs> van, and then we we put him on. He got banana from bringing bananas, and <laughs> so anytime he has a banana in his hand, you just you just have to yell obscenities at him and get very mad. <laughs> But I mean, there's, there's sounds, little things like that. Sounds so reasonable. Yeah. yeah. There's things like that that happen all over the place. If it's someone not packing up or something like that. Um, we, I don't think at this point we let anything um, kind of build up and then, you know, burst. We, we just kind of let them know at the time. Um, I, it, to, to be honest, we, we haven't had um, any big, any big fight or anything like that. I'm sure there's things about everyone that, that bugs each other. And, but we spent so much time together at this point that it's, um, I think we, we've just gotten comfortable with, with telling each other, you know, wh- what we're mad about. And, yeah. and there'll be some pretty funny conversations about that where, you know, we might say some, some hurtful things, but we, <laughs> we, we know it's, it's all good. That's cool. That's good. So you, you guys have uh, three albums essentially out. It, do you record these on your own? Do you go to a studio? Do you hire a producer? What, what's that process look like for the Coffice brothers? Uh, we've, we've done everything at the same studio thus far. Um, they've all looked a little bit different in terms of like the process. Uh, for example, the first one was done rather quickly, maybe in like, I don't know. I think it took us a couple weeks or a week. Or yeah. Something. A week or something. We, we were pretty young band, just kind of tracked real live real quick. Just, you know, just, it was kind of a budget CD almost. Sure. Um, and then, and then like a year later from that, we did just this two song thing where we, the goal was to just spend more time on each song and just kind of see what was, what we could do with, you know, a lot of overdubbing and kind of stuff like that. And then the one after that was kind of the same idea as that one, but just much longer and, and, you know, for like 10 to 12 songs. And that, that took, that ended up being, that was a bit different though. We, we've worked with the same guy who, who runs the studio. His name's Andy Zenzak and the, the studio is called gadget box. And the first album we, you know, the first time I'd met Andy was walking into the studio the day we're, we're going to track Yeah, this last album that we put out. We, um, we were talking to him, you know, months in advance and we did a lot of pre-production. That was kind of a big, a big thing. We told Andy that we wanted him to, to not just be the engineer, but to be the producer. Um, so we, we gave him a big role and he learned, you know, knew all the songs and we went and recorded demos with him and he helped us arrange a lot of them and, ch- and they changed quite a bit. And, that that album we we spent a lot of time on, but um, I think more than anything he was he was a producer and we did you know the pre production with him and he was involved 
he was, you know, a six band member for, for that album. Yeah. That's, that, and, it's and helpful to have that. Yeah. It was really helpful. Yeah. It was huge. Do you guys record your harmonies, uh, at the same time or do you record them separately? I think we've done them at the same time. Usually at the same time. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think it's been, I think we, the last time we did everything at the same time. We did, we added a lot of, there was a good amount of like third parts happening though, or someone would go in by themselves yeah. or something. Uh, but yeah, we, I think it's, yeah, we, we have the songs. We're, we pretty much uh, already have, perform the songs by the time we're recording them it's at least for this la- the last album we released so we we kind of already had a lot of parts down so it wasn't hard to like it wasn't like we were learning new parts in the studio we could just go in there and sing at the same right. time right that's got that's um, good yeah yeah I, I actually i want to compliment you guys because on wrong side of the road i really enjoyed the first cd but wrong side of the road seemed to me like a pretty quantum step forward i mean i, th- I think love of mine is an incredibly mature song to have written and the way that you guys sing it, you know, I, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable thing that you guys have put together. Trouble town is cool. The arrangements of all this, but love of mine is just to me, a really remarkable song. The playing is great. The singing is incredibly moving. So uh, that, that's, that to me is the high point of what you guys have put out so far. And there's a lot of good stuff. Well, we're hoping to top that with this next, this next record. Absolutely. Yeah, you just wait. <laughs> uh, that was good. All right. So anybody listening to this show, January 8th and 9th at Don Quixote's Music Hall in, uh, in uh, that's Felton? Felton, Felton, California. California. Felton, California. If you want to hear great American rock and roll, you know, if I've been saying this about these guys for a while. I believe some great things are going to happen for these guys. And if you want to see a band that's kind of going in that direction, uh, great guys. The whole band is a bunch of great guys really thoughtful songwriting, just a lot of talent. And, uh, I go see this show. I'm going to go for sure. Awesome. Hey, thanks Paul. You've been a supporter for, you know, I think it's like five years now. So we really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Hey, thanks for having us guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure getting to meet you. Oh, the pleasure, was, pleasure was, I should us. mention that we're, we're listeners of the gig gab. So we we're yeah, really happy them, to be honest. Keep them coming. That, that's, the, that's the idea. <laughs> yep. You, you do what you do. We'll do what we do. Perfect. Sounds good. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you.